glow sticks in my head, you want the beat. And I, I believe that guy P-Bass has got nothing on me. Woo! Oh, hey guys, what is going on? Tommy, wow, I, I am, fired. I am wow. chuffed. I am chuffed. Are you guys big, big reissue this week? You guys hear about this? Did not. Discord Records. Oh my God, they did it again. Um, do you remember a few months ago, I had uh, pointed you in the direction of their Beatles management influenced hardcore reissue, the the uh, Brian Epstein Idols? I do remember you guys. Yeah, yeah, I, can't, I, I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. No, it was on my best of 2020 <laughs> list. It, it was really good. Um, turns out, guys, that thing sold huge, big units, big numbers everywhere. And one thing we all know, uh, Discord, they're all about the bottom line, right? When that <laughs> money starts rolling in, those fat cats from DC are just along for the ride. So, uh, turns out they went back in the vault down in Arlington, Virginia, and uh, they pulled out another gem, my friends. I was just singing it to you. 1985. Uh, actually, originally released on this very day in 1985. Combines what you might call the, the prototype of modern emo with that mercy backbeat. You guys haven't heard this? No. Oh, Rites of Springo. It is so good. You got to check it out. <laughs> Little niche. Good evening, Blotto Scruffs. Thank you for joining us tonight. And no, I am not putting you on. We are so appreciative of the time you give us. Uh, every episode has just been growing in listenership, and we we tremendously appreciate that. Frankly, we, we probably can't believe it. Welcome back to Blotto Beatles. Blotto Beatles, celebrated the world over as the leading woozy whizzes of Beatles broadcasting. I am Becker, and this is episode 21. Tonight, we are pleased to bring you a fellow podcaster from a bit outside of... Uh, the Beatles orbit, but um, we've got a hook for it, so it's it's all going to make sense. So please join us in cracking open a cold one and drink along with us as we take you back into the White Album in just a couple of minutes. As a reminder, we are the podcast where a couple of friends have a couple of drinks and come together to discuss and rank a single Beatles tune. Um, I'm never alone behind the microphone, and if it was non-COVID times, I, I would insist that we do this podcast cheek to cheek into a single mic. Um, <laughs> please welcome my very good friend and co-host, uh, that ice cream eating motherfucker. It's it's Tommy. <laughs> hey man, what's going on? Now that's a that's a very specific reference. It that probably doesn't play much for the Beatles crowd, but no, uh, but it was very good, and I got it, and I loved it. And our podcast um, can have a beer with us. Did yeah, you know this? Twenty one. This, this is We're episode legal. twenty one. You know, our our podcast is twenty one eps old. I mean, in the UK and Canada, it's been drinking for for a little while, for a few but. years. That's culturally appropriate. But uh, yeah, we are legal. So Do you know um, what's interesting about uh, turning twenty one and the track that we're doing is well, that the Beatles only have a couple of tunes that mention drinking or mention any vices, and uh, this is one of them. That is very true. So um, I think there's only two or three. I looked at them when we were starting the podcast. Now I've I've lost track. I think so. Um, 
We are safely and individually all dialed into that great Abbey Road in the cloud, and we've got, as always, the man keeping a steady hand upon the wheel. He drinks JMO, but he jams a Kano. He's the Sir, G- Sir George Martin of New England. It's executive producer Scotty C. Hey, bud. Oh my, oh my. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm I'm pumped about this episode. This is cool. Did you make any headway in getting podcasters prioritized on the vaccination list? As executive producer, I thought that you were it, working on that. It, I'm working on it, guys. All right. <laughs> Just give me some time. Give me some time. <laughs> um, we have a lot to cover tonight, and so I, I kind of want to get right to it. Um, Brass tacks? You want to get I down to so. him? Let's do we've, it. We've got a guest tonight, but before we bring him on, do you think we should talk about who the Beatles are? I mean, yeah, I guess we could. That's so you've been giving me a lot of grief week over week. I mean, Tommy, do you want to try and, and do this if you think you, you can no, I, sum it all up? No, as I've said on several non-consecutive occasions, I've given you one job. <laughs> and this is, so I really, I'm hoping, you know, um, this is one of those like, yeah, I, I could get you the fish or I could teach you the fish moments. And <laughs> all right, well, then I'm going to cast your you. line, you know, Young who Padawan. are the Beatles? I think it's important to really highlight that uh, for the sake of this podcast, I mean, this is one of my favorite bands. I don't think we'd be doing a podcast in anything that we weren't sort of intensely passionate about. And uh, I hope that you agree on that. So um, who are the Beatles? I mean, call the Beatles what you will. Maybe they're post-hardcore, art rock, experimental, DIY, what? if that's a category. But uh, they're pretty much what punk means to me, you know, uh, uh, birth from Washington, D.C., oh. The goal of being like the Stooges with a little bit of uh, reggae. Uh, this eventual foursome <laughs> taught the country and the world that things could be operating differently. Okay. Fucked up, got ambushed, zipped in. The Beatles. Ian, Gee, Joe, <laughs> Brendan. The, uh, um, this doesn't sound right again. It, no, it, I, th- I think but, these. So they've got a, they got a bunch of hits. Could you give me some songs that they've done? Yeah, these are all off uh, Steady Diet of Something. <laughs> I have uh, Long, Long, Long Division. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, this one you love. Everyone loves yeah. it. She came in through the waiting room window. <laughs> um, while my guitar gently feeds parentheses back. <laughs> DIY, don't we do it in the road? And uh, baby, you can drive my Kai. <laughs> Dude, you are once again not talking about the Beatles. You are, however, uh, and you, you seem to keep hitting these notes talking about one of my favorite bands um i'm, I'm is it okay if i turn it over to our guest right now to kind of reveal no better time who we're talking no about time yeah. so w- without further ado I- i'd like to pull the curtain back and-, and welcome to the virtual abbey road uh our guest the host of the alphabetical fugazi we got ian with us tonight how are you my new friend good evening everyone i'm ian james Wright from washington dc Let's all have a good time. Yeah. No moshing. Let's do it. Ian, <laughs> no what is this band that Becker is talking about? Well, the band Fugazi, um, yeah, so we're doing a little crossover event here, right, guys? Should we say why we're doing this, or should I explain who the band is first? You want to talk about the uh, the two songs, the fact that they have two songs? Yeah, well, just, just briefly, right? Yeah, Both yeah. Fugazi and the Beatles have songs called I'm So Tired. This is the purpose of my being here tonight to do this spectacular podcast crossover event. But just to tell you who they are, because, yeah, you have me at a little disadvantage here. Your listeners might not know who Fugazi is as much as mine will know who the Beatles are. But so in Washington, D.C., in the early 80s, there's this like musical movement happening in hardcore punk and 
couple of very notable bands. One was Minor Threat, like they coined the term straight edge, for example. That's one of the things they're most famous for. Another was Rites of Spring, uh, considered sometimes the first emo band, although they thought that term was stupid. But like that gives you a sense of how influential they were. So basically, people from these two bands came together in the late 80s to form Fugazi, and they took that like energy and edge of hardcore punk, but just went way beyond it in terms of complexity and experimentation to become something else entirely and i for example i don't even really like hardcore as a genre that much and yet i love fugazi so if if hardcore punk doesn't sound appealing to you uh don't let that rule out this band um and like the beatles i think like there's so many things that they have in common that might surprise people like uh that you might not think just by listening to the two of them but you know for example they just they released a lot of albums uh, during their career that were very consistent in quality. A lot of people think they just got better and better as they went along, right up until their last record in 2001. They're a fantastic live band. I would personally say the best ever. Um, yeah. But like that's that's kind of half the story because they were also super well-known for a lot of reasons that had nothing to do with the music, um, which you guys, I'm sure, all know. Like They were truly an independent band. They never signed with a major label despite lots of popularity. Right, They recorded, released everything basically themselves, and that gave them the freedom to make exactly the music they wanted without any suits telling them like you know to water things down and they never sold t-shirts or other merchandise only music they didn't drink or do drugs cheers um (laughs) they just like they toured relentlessly they only played all ages shows which often meant playing in like weird little venues those shows usually cost five dollars to get in uh they were super politically active and when they played in their native washington dc they only played benefit shows or free shows or protests they never used set lists live. They just went from one song to the other with almost telepathic communication. Um, they forbade people from stage diving and moshing too roughly at shows. And they didn't even use any colored stage lights, just simple white lighting. Like all this crazy stuff. You could basically write an entire book about them um, without ever really talking about the songs themselves. And that's something that I kind of try to uh, remedy on my podcast because a lot of the commentary misses out on the music. And I just I think the music is so great. Um, so that's who they are. And to people who've, to your listeners who might not have ever heard them, I thought I'd just recommend two tracks just to get a little sample platter, right? Yeah. Great idea. First, what do you got? Yeah. First, I I would have to recommend waiting room because it's the first song on their first release and it's still their best known song to, to people who might not know anything else. So I have to recommend that as an intro. And for a second one, I'll actually pick the song arpeggiator Oh yeah, because it, it shows another side of them, right? It's from toward the end of their run as a band. Uh, it's more musically complex. It's better produced, better recorded. And it's an instrumental track, and that was a pretty important part of who they were as a band. They put an instrumental track on almost all of their releases. So, again, that's Waiting Room and Arpeggiator, if you're interested in checking those out. And that's that's my summary about Fugazi. Uh, what do you think? Anything to add? There is so yeah, much I could say about this band. <laughs> you know, fantastic. I think I, if you've never heard Fugazi, it's a fantastic jumping off point. I love well, them so uh, much. And we are, I you know, I might say Cash Out personally, like from uh, the last record, I think is like a pretty accessible tune. We could probably talk about like. We might need to make definitely. like a top 10 Blotto Beatles guide to Fugazi. Yeah, it's that. not <laughs> a bad idea. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, there's so much I want to say. And, and uh, we probably will talk more about and we, we, we can I don't know how deep we'll go right now, but an important thing for the listenership here is um, we are recording this episode with Ian tonight. 
next Sunday, uh, we are recording another episode with Ian that's going to be about the Fugazi song, uh, I'm So Tired, which will tell you that tonight we are doing the Beatles song, I'm So Tired. Uh, Ian's episode will act, because we are uh, so well prepared here at Blotto HQ, uh, we're, we're recording way in advance. Ian's episode is going to air um, probably a month or so be- before this one will. So if you are hearing uh, this episode and you are wondering a little bit more about this band, you're looking for another like foothold into maybe who they are or whatever, uh, go over to Ian's podcast, The Alphabetical Fugazi. Maybe you start with the I'm So Tired episode, which will be up by now. But he's got a lot of, uh, Ian, you got so many great episodes up there with, uh, and you've gotten some great guests, the people that Such have helped guests. engineer the records, like Ted Nicely. And, and uh, I know recently you had one up with their... Um, live uh sound, sound architect yeah. you know that yeah. uh yeah that was a great one yeah there, there's so many uh, great things other people who were on discord records uh one of the guys from q and not you that was a great one i really loved and, and you, two actually t- have had two guys from q and not you yeah I looking to do one. the hat trick yeah <laughs> yeah but they uh, they are such a great band as uh ian said they they really focused on on so many things beyond the music e- even though it was four guys in a room just playing music and as he said, it's interesting that on this Beatles podcast about drinking, we're talking about a band that pretty clearly stated, hey, that's not something we're about. Becker, if we were going to do a drinking podcast about Fugazi, I was thinking uh, about this today. I might call it Fell Destroyed. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I might call it In on the Boilermaker. <laughs> that might be a, a I think one. I would call it... Uh... Margin Walker. <laughs> That's pretty good. But you know, I was Margin saying- Johnny Walker. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yes. Yeah. You should redo your whole podcast once you're done at the top. Just yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this, you know, as I've said several times, having my kind of earliest drinking days in Boston, I was looking through the, uh, the, long inventory of fugazi tunes and just noticed like many of them sound like shots you would order at a Boston bar. <laughs> like, Hey, Give my girl a birthday pony over here, all right? <laughs> all right yeah, oh, yeah. I'll have the margin walker, okay, buddy? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, give my girlfriend the pink frosty. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I mean, I that could go either way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Whoa. I uh, when we were releasing our podcast, I was sort of sniffing out there for music podcasts and, and just get a feel of what else was. I've been listening to podcasts, but just get a feel of sort of what else was out there at, at sort of, you know, our level of a show or someone was starting out. And and one of the first things I stumbled on was was Ian's show. And I was I was so pumped to hear it because it started making me listen to a bunch of Fugazi again. But I was also I was a little bit jealous. I was like, oh, man, that's that is a good idea. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, kudos to you for that. Cause I know you're telling us before we start recording, you had been putting, putting some time and getting the show together sort of in the, in the pre pandemic world. So what was sort of, yeah. uh, what was the genesis of, of your show? Well, it was actually a, a different Beatles podcast. Um, I think I said this in the introduction that like that I put out at the very beginning of my podcast, but there's a podcast called alphabetical, which I'm sure you oh, guys yeah, probably yeah, yeah. all listen to. And it was basically that same concept, going through all the Beatles songs in alphabetical order. Um, and I, I just thought I would... I, I liked the podcast, but to my taste, they didn't get deep enough. Like, um, it was it was a fun listen, but I wish they would, like, dig into the lyrics more, into the music more. Um, so that's one thing I tried to add to my podcast a little bit. 
Um, but I really like the format because it means, you know, you're bouncing around from place to place. You're not stuck on one album for months at a time. You're just yeah. going yeah. back and forth in their career. It really keeps things fresh. And you did the numbers first, right? You did 23 beats off is one of the first ones. Yes, that's right. Uh, but only that one because two beats off is actually spelled out. Uh, so, uh-huh. so didn't do that one yet. That's coming toward the end. And I, I, I have to say, I, I love the Fuga A to to, to Fuga Z. I know. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> that give it. Give that so, to us. Give us so your tagline. Yeah. Come on. That's so clever. Yeah. And we discuss every song in the Fugazi catalog from Fuga A to Fuga Z. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> That, that I love it. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, we haven't got my... we haven't got a chance to talk about Fugazi much on the podcast. I mean, we sort of bounce around. We talk about but our influences, but and, and we, we're going to talk about this a, a ton on the end show. But for for me, Fugazi was sort of what I found after the Beatles. Like I was yeah. infatuated with the Beatles, and, and I certainly heard Nirvana and was was uh, you know that was super impressed upon me and things like that. But then I heard Sonic Youth and I heard Fugazi, and it changed my entire world. And I always think a little bit about the Minuteman song, the the history lesson, when he is like, uh, Mr. Narrator, this is Bob Dylan to me. Like, when I think about Fugazi, I'm like, Mr. Narrator, like, this is this is the Beatles to me. Yep. Like, there is some through line for me that just changed my entire life about music, that the Beatles did it, and then Fugazi did it again. So we're only going to get to talk so much about Fugazi here, and, and we hope you 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 go check out Ian's show and, and what we're doing over there, but... Um, yeah, like you said, if you haven't if you haven't checked out Fugazi, we'll try and put up some tracks that are near and dear to us, and and we really encourage. Yeah, they they might be the most important band, like, and that is a very personal opinion, and I get that. But well, um, it's the thing where you know the Beatles are one of the most influential bands of all time in a really popular broad spectrum, but Fugazi is one of the most influential bands amongst a, another smaller group of people, like yeah. where the impact they had is unmatched really you know i i agree and also yeah, becker and, it's the in a ton man. of different ways like not only musically I, I think i was mentioning you know i would do stuff when i was in bands and we would put out like a little cd or something where just for a small example in the in the liner notes you'd risk list the uh, band members in alphabetical order by last name because that's what fugazi always did it wasn't like lead singer gets top billing it's like right. they were a band they just listed the band members in alphabetical order yeah. and in, instead of like a long thank you section, they just said thanks. Period, <laughs> and like just something like that is like, oh, that's the coolest thing ever. That's like everyone's important. Just, everyone's yeah, the same. Little things like that work their way into how you operate. And once you saw them, you know, open those possibilities. Um, that's so. That's just a very small example, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I joked about it in the upfront, but you know, in the world that sort of we get together as a podcast, and we're still like, oh, we're like we're like some punk dudes or whatever. Like I hold it in sort of like the rough ethos of uh, what Fugazi is top. And certainly minor threat. You know, I think, I don't remember if you, I think you said that at the top, but Ian is also, uh, was in minor threat, which was hugely influential to me early on, you know. Just in case this becomes confusing to people who don't know the band, there's a guy in Fugazi (laughs) named Ian and my name is Ian. And which, so, which is why you're doing yeah. the podcast, right? You couldn't find any other. You were you didn't exactly. want to do an Ian Dury in the Blockheads uh, podcast. <laughs> I don't allow any guests on my show who aren't named Ian. I'm like that's just going to cause a little confusion. Yeah. Uh, Ian uh, Spinonius would be an amazing guest on your podcast. That is true. And get another Ian in the mix. Scotty C, did I mess up the Minuteman quote? You said Minuteman. Oh. <laughs> I only I only like D Boone. That's why I called him the Minuteman. <laughs> We've been to so many Mike Watt shows. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I will say, uh, Ian, you 
in one of your first episodes did bring up the Beatles. I do recall. And you, you were talking about these connections that, that other people might think are crazy. And that was immediately, I, I remember I, w- I was listening to my earbuds and I was like, Oh, this guy gets it. Like if you're trying to make that connection between the Beatles and Fugazi, like, yeah, there maybe isn't one there, but I totally see it too. There's there some is, funny um, ones. Like, um, I couldn't really find Ian talking about the Beatles, and so maybe Ian McKay talking about the Beatles, so maybe you have something more. But um, Gia certainly talked about it a bit. I mean, he talks about playing the Rickenbacker guitar basically as being inspired by the Beatles, as being yeah, growing up and, and being right. a fan of the Beatles, uh, which I think is pretty cool because that is the Trebly. the interplay of Fugazi's guitars is so important to the sound overall. And um, it's cool that that would have been even remotely inspired by the Beatles. He talks about it as sort of like, it looked cool. Like, I don't know if he's talking about loving the tone as much in the Beatles stuff, but he's saying that he thought it, it looked cool as a start, you know, <laughs> there's that's, it's actually come up in so many episodes. You would be surprised. I'm surprised myself, but it keeps coming up. Um, you know, recently we did an episode on a song called Foreman's Dog, which like we were comparing to Eleanor Rigby. And it's like it has a certain concept and applies that to like three or four characters throughout the course of the song. Just like just for example, um, Joe Lally, the bass player, uh, sang three songs in the course of Fugazi's career. So I always consider him sort of like the George of the band in that way. Like he has some songs like every once in a while he gets to step out into the limelight and be like, it's me, Joe. I have a, I have a song now. Yeah. Um, just and much like the Beatles, their like drummer that. plays a giant uh, Liberty Bell on stage. Which Ringo, <laughs> Ringo insisted on. on they always around. had that thing. Yeah. Uh, Ian is. I think this is a rumor I've always heard, and I meant to Google it before the show. But is the album and the repeater is that influenced by Revolver? Yes, I believe. You know, I haven't gotten to the repeater the song in my podcast yet so i'll probably do a little extra research but i'm pretty sure the band has sort of mentioned that it's a little bit of a pun on revolver like it's not any kind of meaningful commentary i don't think but i think just to name an album repeater um just that concept was was sort of influenced by that it's good enough for me right yeah so anyways like we said the beatles have a song called i'm so tired fugazi has a song called i'm so tired uh we're listening to ian's show I do remember that you mentioned the Beatles sort of in that in that first episode, and I was like, I want, I want to do something here, mostly because I wanted to 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 talk about Fugazi with you. So we're here today. We're lucky enough to have Ian, and um, we're going to dive a little bit into yeah. talking about. Um... But Becker, this is not a Fugazi podcast. Oh, we should put that on a T-shirt, guys. <laughs> that would be a great. This is not a Fugazi podcast. Bottle Beatles. Ian, Let's did you have a store. this is not Fugazi T-shirt in your life? Nope, never did. I I did, um, even though I, I said that, that like I don't really like hardcore, I remember in high school I had this a minor threat patch sewed to my sweatshirt. Like, not because I ever loved minor threat, but it was just like my roundabout way of saying I like Fugazi. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I never went for the bootleg merch. I have a I have a I've had a couple of great Fort Reno shirts in my time, which is uh where a uh, a free concert series that they played every summer. Um so uh, that that was a big part of who they were, but uh, yeah, no bootleg stuff for me. <laughs> um, Ian, like Tommy said, we're here to talk about the Beatles. What what's your relationship to the Beatles? When did you first hear them? When did you first feel? Well, hold on. Do you like the Beatles? <laughs> no, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great, we're no. really looking for a guest yeah. that truly comes <laughs> on and say they hate the Beatles. Guy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a little pitchy. Uh, no, uh, I do Ian, love the do Beatles. Do you like the Beatles? <laughs> I do love the Beatles. I think probably like a lot of people our age, I'm like, you know, I'm a couple years shy of 40. Um, it's, you know, something I can't even remember the first time I heard the Beatles. It's something my parents listened to. Um, if I, 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 I'm pretty sure I heard all their songs at some point before I was like really musically conscious. If I had to say, I think probably Abbey Road and Past Masters are recordings that we would like my parents had and would play in the car, but they also had vinyl albums. Um, like they each had, we always had two copies of the white album, two copies of Sergeant Pepper. Cause they had those before they met each other and like combined their record collection. Nice. Um, so basically it was there from the beginning. I like, and I, maybe I didn't hear as many of the deep cuts until a little bit later and I could appreciate them, um, more, but um yes as far as i can remember as far back as i can remember i always wanted to be a beatle <laughs> I, well, I think that's similar to a lot of our experience right you hear what you hear yeah. and then like the idea of kind of making the beatles your band uh instead of your parents band involves that deeper dive and being like oh i'm gonna wow revolver like or you know something like that that maybe you hadn't heard before but like Tommy tried to tell us about 15 minutes ago, this is not a Fugazi podcast. We are here to get together to have a couple of drinks and to talk about the Beatles. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to pivot to a, to a Fugazi podcast? Let's do it reverse alphabetical. We'll meet Ian in the middle. No we'll battle in the that. middle. <laughs> well, maybe like tonight's track, we just play Fugazi songs backwards and see what the messages are, right? <laughs> Um, but as part of listening to a track, we are also a podcast that likes to have a couple of drinks together. So, um, let's start it. Uh, Scotty C, are you, uh, are you drinking anything tonight? Uh, yeah, I started off with the classic Jameson, a couple of those in the, in the cl- glass with some ice. And then I cracked open the devil's purse to kind of stay even. Whoa. Oh, the evens over here. Yeah. Devil's <laughs> purse, the official beer of Blado Beatles. Yeah. Um, the Handline Kolsch, very specifically. So the only thank, beer I drink. Thank you once again, Devil's Purse, for just feeding us beers. <laughs> it is great. We appreciate it. What about you guys? Well, me, I am, uh, as I've been doing the last few weeks, you know, I'm a man of um, routine. And so I'm starting the evening with another Manhattan. I do, again, have the Devil's Purse in the holster here. But also, um, I, I dropped by the liquor store today and was perusing the shelves Picked up a couple uh, Exhibit A Cat Meows, which I think I've had before on the show, New England IPA that uh, I'm excited to get into. And then uh, on the backtrack here, in case I need it, uh, we do have the Dogfish Slightly Mighty for men like me in their middle age who are trying to watch their waistline. <laughs> Becker, what do you got going on? Um, I started off tonight drinking um, the, I made a Boulevardier again with uh, the old granddad bottled in Bond. And then I picked up this McKellar uh, out of San Diego. And it's Freddie Mercury, and it has Freddie like sort of doing a keg stand, like tapping a keg. So wait, that's only a half. That. That's only a half a keg stand. <laughs> <He's holding. laughs> well, because he's uh, he should be holding the half uh, the half mic stand. That's so what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I ruin your joke? Yeah, stomped all over it. So more than Vanilla uh, Ice did with his baseline. <laughs> as we talk about Straight Edge a little bit and Fugazi, it's funny to sort of reach out to a. Fugazi podcast guy, and you're not really sure where he stands. You know, you're just like, well, I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume any of our guests drink, right? Like we would, uh, we would happily have Ringo Starr on and and not force him to drink. You know, I think that could be a, <laughs> a bad scene. But uh, Ian, are you drinking anything this evening? 
I am. Yeah, I want to make it clear to listeners that these guys didn't pressure me into anything, so uh, <laughs> don't worry about me. But yeah, I I I enjoy all kinds of potent potables. Mm-hmm. But if I'm appearing on a drinking podcast, I have to represent the king of alcoholic drinks: single malt scotch Whoa. whiskey. Woo. And tonight, I've got a 25 year old Bunahaben uh, from a sherry cask. This is a uh, in it, from an independent bottler, so it's not as expensive as you might think. So, and uh, on deck, I've got the uh, this year's Laphroaig Carriages release, matured in port and wine casks. So that's that's wow. how I roll. I Ooh. love the scotch. Wow. Rolling well, some, if some... we hit the magical mystery Ooh. word, that is going to get interesting for you. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be doing $40 shots. Speaking... Next time, this, uh, when this pandemic's over, we're doing the show at Ian's house. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sp- He's got speak- the good shit. Speaking of the magical mystery word, we do have a word that, uh, Ian, I don't know if you say this, and uh, again, no peer pressure here. If you if you don't want to participate, that's absolutely fine. Uh, but w- we have a word that, I- if it is said over the course of the episode, um, Scotty's picked it, and we all, at that point, do a shot. So what I'm going to ask right now is, Scotty, to just the audience... Could you whisper this week's magical mystery word? Bed. Thank you, Scotty, for telling everyone besides us that magical mystery word. Before we get into uh, the meat of this episode, I want to remind everyone, please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. You know, those five stars go a long way. And what goes further is uh, this is a DIY endeavor, much like Fugazi. Please just tell a friend. Get out there. Tell a friend you like this podcast. Tell them you listen to it. And it's a good time. And we would love that. You can reach out to us at Blotto Beatles on Twitter and Instagram, BlottoBeatles at gmail.com, or the old standby, BlottoBeatles.com, our website. Um, I do want to just remind you, we've got that uh, that tip jar on the website, uh, You Never Give Me Beer Money, um, and we also have a store on the website with t-shirts and socks and, and lots of other merch there, um, and Uh, A quick reminder, we said one month. One month is over. We are continuing our efforts here. As you heard two two episodes ago, uh, we we got a bud who is working his way through ALS. Um, That is something that has opened all of our eyes to ALS, and we keep our eyes open, Ian, over here. Uh, And so I I just we're we're extending um, our, our fundraising efforts here. If you put any money in the tip jar right now, if you buy anything on the store, everything goes to a great nonprofit organization called ALS One, and we know that money's going to the right place. Um, and and we're, we are matching some of that money. So please, 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 um, if you've ever thought about sending some cash our way, uh, it, now is the time, okay? Hey, Scotty, we have already talked about the fact that we're doing I'm So Tired uh, this evening because of the, the, the crossover potential here um, and just lucrative potential with Ian's podcast that we're about to strike. So yeah. um, could you tell us a little bit about this track from the White Album, I'm So Tired? I'll give you a little something about it. <clears throat> it's off the White Album. That I know. <laughs> and it's uh, it's basically a John Lennon song. Nobody really disputes that in the slightest bit even though that happens sometimes with Beatles music and it's um I believe it was written in India or at least conceived initially in in India when they were doing their their little month long thing there or and John was 
up in his room. They weren't supposed to leave and he couldn't sleep. And, and so he's writing this thing and he's got all this stuff and he's met Yoko at this point. And I think there's a lot of influences that are coming in and out and it's at this certain time. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but, um, in the studio, it was pretty classic. The dudes are in their, in their money spot. You know, everyone's playing their instrument that they're best at. And they did it live. I believe that John's vocals are live on this one. I think you're one. right. Yeah. I'm not going to, I don't, don't quote me, but I'm going to say that. Um, he, he didn't see any reason to overdub it. And it was in the moment. It took him about 14 takes, I think. And they did a few overdubs. It's pretty sparse and pretty awesome. It's very awesome, actually. Um, a couple other notes I think I had were... Um, let me look at them. <laughs> John actually likes this song. It's one thing he says. You know, like oftentimes you hear John talk about a song he wrote and he's like, that's garbage or that was filler or whatever. He likes this one. He said, you know, that he it sounded good. It had a good sound to it and he sang it well. And he does. It's not that easy to sing. And I know we're going to karaoke it. And so Speak I for kinda... yourself on that one. I'm going to kill this thing. Oh, you're ready? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm ready. I just, I'm going to smoke this track. Yeah. There's a lot of really subtle variations to the pitch, Tommy. So, um, <laughs> you, you know me, I perfect pitch, <laughs> perfect pitch, Randy. All right. Um, <laughs> would you guys anyways, hear that nice sound? Yeah. Get that pop. It's, it's, it's nice. Wasn't as good as the first time. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll edit it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't pick this song and as much as I love it and as much as we've, We've talked about some great Beatles songs. We're 21 in. Ian picked this song, and and Ian, give me a little one-two on this. I know it is a Fugazi tune, but give me a little something about the Beatles' I'm So Tired that you you feel. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I did take a look at Wikipedia before uh, recording with you guys, um, and it's funny. It it confirms something that I always thought, which is I always thought this song was really similar to Bungalow Bill, at least that one part. That like ascending part where, you know, in Bungalow Bill, like all American bullet headed Saxon mother's son. And it's like, that sounds a lot like, you know, curse Sir Walter Raleigh. He yeah. was such a stupid oh, git. Yeah. I always thought those sounded like yeah. exactly the same. And it turns out uh, they recorded it in the same session. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that was that was new to me on this one that they had basically gone. They went to like four in the morning recording this and then went right into Bungalow Bill, you know, which I thought. uh Clearly, we have plenty of time to talk about Bungle Bill when that time comes, but uh, that's all. The other I, thing I find is, that an interesting, really interesting dude in the Beatles uh, discography. But the other thing is, I may be just a very lazy listener, but before actually sitting down and thinking about it, I never got why he cursed Sir Walter Raleigh in this song before. I was just like, that's sort of out of left field. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, by the way, I'm just going to drop this into my song. Sir Walter Raleigh's a real asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Well, once ag- once again, much like Fugazi, just taking down the government, right? Just just talking to the aristocracy about where they stand and why it's inappropriate. Uh, it's pro- it, maybe it's popularly known, but uh, Sir Walter Raleigh uh, took tobacco from Virginia and brought it to uh, the UK, uh, and sort of clearly started off a, a, a ton of uh, addiction, probably in 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 that country. 
I had a, a similar moment. I was obsessed with the Beatles and someone gave me a book in like uh, eighth grade it was like, oh, the story behind the Beatles. And I, I think it was eighth or ninth grade history class. Like Sir Walter Raleigh came came up and I like I raised my hand super vigorously. And I was like, I know he introduced tobacco to the, uh, you know, the English. <laughs> and, I, you know, it's and probably such a, a, stupid such a nerdy kid. thing. <laughs> That's all I know. You know. <laughs> But uh, we're back here. Um, before we get into it too, too, too deep. Um, uh, can I add something about Sir Walter Raleigh, by the yes, way? Please, please yeah. do that. In is... defense of Sir Walter Raleigh? <laughs> You're a big fan. No, no. He, he's your great, 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 great. Pardon him. <laughs> you have the floor. This is another reason he sucks. Is um, I, I, And I don't know if this is just because I grew up in Virginia and that's where I went to elementary school. Maybe, maybe all American school children learn this. I don't know. But about the lost colony of Roanoke. Yes. Which he established. Really? And I like, forgot the that. story behind that is, and th- the thing that Americans might associate him with more closely than, uh, than English people is that he established this colony. He, you know, he fucks off back to England for supplies or whatever. And he doesn't come back for three years because of various delays. And by the time he gets back, they're gone. Just the whole colony is gone. Uh, all the only trace of them is like is something that has been carved on a tree, like just one word, Croatoan. And and it's like a mystery to this day. What exactly happened to them? Like maybe they went to a nearby island and got assimilated into the Native American population. How is M Night Shyamalan not made a movie about Roanoke? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Before we get too deep and we got right into it, because uh, everybody's everyone's excited, but um, we encourage everyone at this point in the show, before we get too, too deep into the track, to uh, hit pause on the podcast, uh, go on over to your Spotify, your Apple Music, your uh, your turntable, and just drop the needle on I'm So Tired uh, from the White Album real quick. Uh, give that a little bit of a listen, get a little, uh, little context, get uh, refreshed with it, get a little ice for your drink. And uh, come on back and uh, we'll dive right into it. I'm so tired. I'm feeling so upset. Although I'm so tired. I'll have another cigarette. And curse the water So you said it in the upfront, Scotty C, but I think um, what I'm really excited about is we've, we've had a couple of white album tracks. We've had Long, 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 and we've had Martha, My Dear, and we have uh, Happiness is a Warm Gun. Which are is is personally one of my favorite. Well, favorite it teams. currently sits at number one on the no. official Bottle Beatles list. Yeah, Ian, currently. you're ranking you're ranking yeah. your tunes, but just a little bit at the end. You're doing a one to five scale at the end, just a general. Yeah, I, I'm not putting them in, in a context you're not doing of the them grand in order. list. Are you keeping That's a good track idea, of, though? Are you keeping track of um, who the high and the lows are? No. My philosophy behind the rating thing is that it's like. Not only is it a subjective thing, it's it's a very in the moment thing. I feel like yeah. I could feel one way yeah, we know uh, or another too, about sure. a song from day to day. So I I would hate to like say this song is, you know, a two star song just for eternity and right. Well, like, well, and you're hoping to get you're hoping to get some members if you guys are on your podcast. Like fifty percent of the Beatles are dead. So we're uh, we <laughs> <laughs> our chances are you can't So you're saying British. there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm excited about a little bit from this tune is that everyone is here and yes. everyone is participating, yes. which isn't always the case on the white album tracks that we talk about. Um, and and everyone is here. And, and like you said, Scotty, see, everyone is playing their part, right? Like they're not throwing Ringo a bone to be like, do this or that. And, and, and it's not Paul playing drums to do to, 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 for whatever it's, Everyone here is a Beatle playing their their Beatle instrument. Well, you know? and what's and, amazing um, is that they are all playing their instruments, but it's a sparse 
instrumental piece. Like yeah. it, there, there is not much everyone is playing, but how cool, right? To be like everyone is just playing for the part because I, I it, in my mind, this song could not be more perfect uh, mm-hmm. for the song that it is. You know, I, I, I don't think there's anything different you could have done to it. I don't think there is more you could have added. And in fact, we may get here. The Beatles had more overdubs on the song that they strip away at the end because they're like, nope, it, it's it's this. This is the piece. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I mean, this is probably a good time to talk about the We've been calling them the Escher demos, but I, we had a British guest Esher? on. You called them, call them the Escher demos, oh, I think. And it's funny because all of my, I'm older than, than the internet, and all of my Beatles knowledge was from reading books. And so I sort of uh, just, you make words for books that you don't know how they sound, right? So I called them the Escher demos. I called him Epstein or Epstein, whatever the wrong one with, is. Mark <laughs> Lewison, the, the the famed Beatles biographer, I called him Lewis Shun. He has an H in it. It doesn't make any sense, you know? But I think we I thought it was the- John Lennon until we started this <laughs> podcast, to be honest. John Lennon. <laughs> that would be... What if Sean went by Lennon? What if she is is Sean I'm Lennon. Sean Ono Lennon. Lennon. I'm, it's yeah, Sean I'm, Lennon. <laughs> I'm not. Nah, 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 that's nah. actually that's probably more of a that's more of a Julian move, I think. Yeah. Probably but. Simon and Garfunkel song, isn't it? There is a like lullaby tone to this tune that that fits perfectly with the lyrics, like, and I think it has to do in the the reservation of the musicians being like, I'm I'm just going to do this, but even like the tone they're getting out of the guitars and when organ comes into the song, like in the pre-chorus and chorus and like, it's just beautifully and really simply constructed. And I don't know if that's a discussion point. Everyone's nodding. (laughs) No, no. I I think that really ties back to what we were just saying about the Aisha demos where, um, I don't remember how deep we've gotten into it, but Basically, um, the Beatles had recorded Sgt. Pepper's. They recorded Magical Mystery Tour. They went to India and um, wrote a, a ton of tunes. They were there for a couple of weeks and, and, and living in sort of a transcendental meditation, sort of solitude. A few of them had their wives with them. They came back and basically um, they all went out to George's house and hung out for a day or two and recorded a bunch of songs uh 27 tunes or so and they're they're called the Aisha demos no one had access to these until relatively recently they were shitty bootlegs um but they basically all worked together uh, in sort of demoing these tracks i think derek uh derek taylor was there recording them on, was it on a, an ampex four track was it a sleepover yeah it was to- <laughs> so many pillow fights <laughs> if you listen to it every tune has a it starts and ends with a pillow fight <laughs> But uh, I, I I go through all the rigmarole because I think what's interesting to me about this is that this is one of the songs that really survives in the same format as yeah. being a demo tune to what is finally released, which is pretty rare for the Beatles, right? They, you know, you don't think about them sort of just playing a tune uh, in someone's living room and, and working it out together, right? You think about them demoing a tune, going in front of George Martin, and then a whole bunch of stuff happening to that song until what you you ultimately hear this song goes through that a little bit, right? Like they take 14 takes and a bunch of different things happen. But the final version that, that comes out in the world, I, I do think feels pretty natural. And I feel like every yeah. Beatle here, it's um, an organic like an sound. appropriate, appropriate, like respective um, treatment of the tune, you know? 
One other thing, Becker, that I think really reinforces what you're saying about this sort of sleepy lullaby feel is the time of this, uh, which I don't, I hope you didn't mention, but the, like, Paul is either playing behind the beat or a little ahead of the beat, but they don't sync up. It's like, it's like almost purposely sloppy playing as if everyone is tired, as if they're like, they're like woozy and sort of stumbling through it. I think that really adds to what you're saying. You know, in in my mind, this song is so reflective of John's love, which like for 1950s music. And I, I don't know if this really is publicized until later on. Like we hear it a lot in when he's doing interviews about double fantasy and, and things like that at the end of his life, how much he loves 1950s music. And, and but like. This song could be played right after Earth Angel in a dance at a high school dance, right? Like of that time, like um, in Back to the Future or something. Like in Back to the maybe Back to the Future. <laughs> well, the I said no more Michael J. Fox. Michael I, don't J. Know, Fox. I don't know how else to bring this up, and it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'd be ready for. But this. you know, like it, it's got that it. feel, and I think a lot of it, the- like John's got that raw vocal, went like. He's just kind of like laying in the pocket of the vocal until like that. I wonder, should I call you? Like it lifts yeah. there to a point. And you're like, oh my God. Like, yes, let's, let's keep going with this tune. Like, let's, let's move. But he doesn't do that in every take, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he That's doesn't. why this is the friggin' take. That's yeah. it. Like. There are other times when he goes low on it and, you know, you hear that in the... Yeah, that's why I respect that he's super proud of this tune because I really think he should be because John also, uh, he got caught up. I mean, I think when you're a songwriter and a singer next to Paul McCartney, you probably get caught up in this a bit. And we were talking about this on our our personal group chat that we have as as Blotto Beatles folks. But Paul has so many voices and so many vibes and John does not, right? Yeah. And yeah, Paul Paul's got intimate voice. He's got screamy voice. And they're all kind of like they're all fantastic. I don't want to yeah. front on Paul singing at all, not at all. But there is a moment where you're like, they are all characters. You know, and John is always John. That's But he's it. relied on the studio a bit to to tweak him and that yes. sort of manipulation, you know. Um where Paul maybe doesn't have that as much. You know? Yeah. John asks the engineers and George Martin to like kind of hide him behind effects like uh, a flange or something like that, that um, kind of didn't exist before the Beatles. We've talked a little bit about this, how much they create, uh, it, but it's always John. It's always John in the way he yeah. sings. That's his voice. And you said it on the, at the top, but there, this is un, unmistakably a, a John song. You know, this is not, uh, no one else can can even pretend to take credit for this. Very specifically because, um, well, Ian, what uh, what do you think about Yoko? Like, where where do you, where do you yes. where do you stand? What have what have you done in your personal life, like of uh, diving into to, to Yoko? In my personal life, my only real Yoko memory is I went to the Pitchfork Music Festival in Chicago in two 2000- thousand. I want to say six and it was one of those things where they had three stages right and like bands would be playing simultaneously and the closing slot on one of the nights on like the main stage was yoko ono and like on the tiny little side stage was girl talk now i mean i don't know about you guys she's super famous but i don't care to see a yoko ono concert <laughs> like and i do respect her 
as a visual artist. Yeah. Like I, I've seen some of that stuff. It's 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 amazing. I'm not a huge art guy, but I know what I like, and I like Yoko Ono's art. But as far as music, not to my taste at all. So this this tiny side stage seeing girl talk was unbelievably packed, and yeah. like it was it was chaos over there. It was a good time, but uh, logistically questionable for the organiz- <laughs> organizers of the Pitchfork Festival. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, I don't know that you put Yoko right now on uh, on headliner duty. I mean that's that's a that's a lot to carry <laughs> carry on anyone, you know, but. Um, whew. good one. I thought we were about to play no, that dinosaur me. junior song that starts with. That's uh, more <laughs> I feel the I feel the pain of everyone. Feel the pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, fellas, on my little Wikipedia um, dive, I did find a relevant thing about Scotch. Is you know he was they were in India. Cynthia, I don't. Did you say this that Cynthia was there with him? Yeah, well, yeah I, I, with John. Yeah, yeah, we should talk about yeah. that in a second. But yeah, go ahead. On, apparently, on the flight back to England. Uh, quoting from Wikipedia, John Lennon got very drunk on scotch and confessed that he had been involved with other women during their marriage. He went on to detail his liaisons with groupies, friends such as Joan Baez, actress Eleanor Braun, journalist Cleve, and thousands of women ac- around the globe. Wow. That's the first Joan, time I've heard of Joan Baez. Joan John Baez. John Lennon. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think just uh, Joan Baez just got uh, a Kennedy Center honor or she was inaugurated for it. Whatever they do for an honor. I know she just uh, was uh, put up for one. That's um, that's wild that Dylan and John um, were with the same woman. I don't know why that excites me a little bit. but uh, <laughs> I know like Sharon one mic. I might ask you <laughs> to cut that out later, but <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it a lot right now. Um yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're getting into Yoko talk and we're Cynthia talking talk, Yoko. Right? We're talking like, Cynthia. The, so the, I, I, there's a great Paul McCartney interview with, believe it or not, Howard Stern, um, where he's talking about Cynthia a, a little bit. And he's like, listen, Cynthia is and was when I knew her better, a, a lovely human being. Like there is nothing wrong with she is wonderful and sweet and everything. The issue was that John wanted someone who was a powerhouse in independent and and all this and cynthia was more like her independence was about like i want to be the wife who's like when you come home here are your slippers and your pipe and and, and all of the and your drink or whatever and all these things and which is th- what you insist upon from your wife which that's why it works that's why it works, that's that's why it works. <laughs> that's why it works. And, and i think the thing is there were a million women who wanted to be that for a beetle yep yeah, not yeah, so much Yoko. Well, and, and Cynthia, then you met, a Cynthia met, her bef- met him before he was a Beatle, and that's maybe yeah. the like the pro and the con, right? Like she knew. But John then you is meet John. someone like Yoko, who's probably challenged you a little bit. She's already an artist. She already has a statement and a stance. Like that's probably an attractive uh, position, you know. Well, and it says in this song, right? Like to to bring it back to the lyrics, if I may, right? He's like, I know. Uh, I wonder, should I call you? But I know what you would do. You'd say. I'm putting you on, but it's no joke. Like this is somebody yeah. who wouldn't even take him seriously right. if, you know, if he made protestations of love. Um, so it's, it's like a real, I don't know, hard to get kind of situation. No, the, the, this song, pardon, pardon my, my French gentlemen, this is a mind fuck, right? Like <laughs> that's what he is going through. This idea of like, does she even like me? I'm, I'm ready to kind of drop everything. And is it even worth it to drop it? my entire life? I have a kid. I have a wife. And I'm so drawn like a magnet to this other human being. And I don't even know if she feels the same way. 
Yeah. He's getting letters from her every day. I mean, that should probably be clue enough. <laughs> Pick up the hint, John, but... But it's crazy how quick this happens, right? They're in India in, like, 68 in, like, yeah. February or March or something, and then they start recording the White Album, like, in the summer. So they, yeah. they aren't together yet. And, and then, then she's bam, in the studio. We're going to her being in the studio. Like, and George Martin being like, wait a minute, why is this woman here? Like, why are we pulling the hospital bed? <laughs> <laughs> and I want to stress, like, oh, oh what happened? Sorry. What was the magical mystery? Bed. 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 Oh, fair enough. Wow. Perfect, perfect. I didn't think. Oh. And I, cheers I to it. everyone here. Yeah, I was cheers. wondering if we'd get to it. All right. Crazy. Cheers, guys. The magical mystery word is bed. Thank you. Ian, I want to go back to drinking just a little bit and, and your intro at the beginning. And as a podcast, I think all of us are very, um, I mean, Tommy and I are very bourbon based. Scotty is very Irish whiskey based. What do you feel the big difference is as, as sort of clearly a, a big Scotch fan versus sort of the, uh, the, as a Scotchman versus the, the American bourbons, you know, do you drink them? Do you, do you, do you not find a, an affinity I, for it? Woo. I, I like a bourbon. What I would say about bourbon Would you ever is... drink one lying down in a, um, where do you sleep at night? You have a futon, <laughs> you have a, uh, tatami mat. I sleep in a, um, a, a, a race car uh, <laughs> thing surrounding a mattress. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Race car bed. Got one. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh he's trying to get you. Got you. <laughs> We're the wheelhouse, right? We were working around. I don't uh, know. All right. All right. I, I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> we were out I, of the I safe for, zone. I totally. You know what? To be fair, I forgot about the magical mystery. Word. I think that. <laughs> I was trying to walk Ian into it, so I think we were out of it. But I think uh, but a, t- a tatami the, I do want, is what you have always called me when you just want to lay down lay together. together. <laughs> I want a tatami. <laughs> I would say different bourbons seem more similar to me, and I think there's a wider, a much wider range of flavors uh. in scotch. You can like you can get into scotch and taste completely different whiskeys. Yeah, this one tastes uh, like dirt, and this one tastes like more dirt, right? And this one tastes like candy. <laughs> Are Every you into bourbon? the uh, you were into the Highland or the Lowland scotches? What is the? Uh... Oh, I I think I think the regions designation is stupid. Like it it's not it's nothing real. Like I think you should focus more on if you want to taste a different variety of scotch. Taste like you should focus on sort of like a, a cleaner floral scotch, a, a sort of peaty scotch, something matured in sherry casks, something matured in bourbon casks, and like they make. They'll make all of those flavors within one region. So I think wow. the region thing is, is I think it's a bit of like marketing nonsense yeah. to sort of appeal to, to newbies kind of. Um, but yeah, we but have the head of brewing at uh, Glenn Fittich on the line right now to talk to you. Yeah. In and <laughs> well, well, it's pronounced Glenn Fittich. So. <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't know because oh. I only drink shit that comes out of America. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I just drink that. the Devil's Purse handline course, the official <laughs> beer of Bottle Beetles. That's, hey, that's I, the other thing about Scotch. There's a lot of depth you can like. There's if if you learn if you know how to pronounce all the different names of the distilleries, like that, like you're a real G. Yeah, you know? I do feel like that's a real like point of pride on Scotch. It's real drinkers. shibboleth. 
<laughs> I know we are probably getting tight on time with our guest. So here, here's the one last connection I would like to make to Fugazi. Oh, excellent. Sure. And that is that both of these songs seem so like world weary in a way of like, I, I can't deal with the world outside of my room right now. Right. Like, and I, I don't know what discussion that brings on, but that that's when I listen to I'm so tired by Fugazi and I listen to I'm so tired by the Beatles. That is the emotion that rises to the top for me. Yeah, I want I mean, we're, we've talked about this a ton on uh, hopefully we're going to talk about this a ton on the Fugazi podcast, but I want to believe there's a, a ton of kinship here. I almost wanted to think because I knew very little about instrument when it was coming out. Uh, someone had an advanced copy and just the track list. I wanted to believe that this was a Beatles cover. And then I heard it was just solo Ian and piano. And that also blew my mind because I hadn't heard anything like that at the time. So um, I want to believe that there is really something, something tied up in it. Ian, do you think that there is a through line? I mean, I, I think that just the simple notion of being tired certainly resonates. Fugazi was an insanely hardworking band. Yeah. Just like always touring, always yeah, playing and, 250 shows a year. <laughs> and something that we didn't mention is that Ian Mackay of Fugazi ran uh, or it was like, you know, partly was the co-founder of Discord Records, their record label. So he wasn't only dealing with the Fugazi stuff. He was putting out records by, you know, all the bands who were on that roster and like dealing with distribution he was they the fugazi didn't have a uh like a tour manager a booking agent they booked all the shows themselves ian was the guy who booked the band so he was just insanely busy um and it really rings true to me that it like came out uh in this song that they did um and yeah i guess that would have to be the third recommendation for people who don't really know fugazi if you're going to listen to a track it's crazy this this track was put out on basically the soundtrack to a documentary art film about Fugazi, you would expect nobody to know it, but it's crazy how how popular it is. There are tons of covers of it on yeah. YouTube. It's a band, yeah. you know, Fugazi never it's even the, became a really Somehow it's the band. second most popular Fugazi song on Spotify. It's, it's right? <laughs> That is That's wild crazy. to I me. Didn't, I didn't know that. Well, thank yeah. you for giving us an opportunity to talk about it. I thought that we were grabbing a song on your podcast that maybe no one else would be interested in. So yeah, oh, I think people are super interested and in I'm so tired for sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's, I'll say that the, the, the only soul track by itself that I'm covering in the scope of my podcast uh, from the instrument soundtrack is I'm so tired. Everything else I'm going to sort of lump into one special episode and talk about it all at once. But I'm so tired is there's something special about it. People are really interested in it. And so, yeah, that's... Uh, aside from you guys reaching out to me and, and asking if you could do the episode, that's why I'm I'm giving it its own episode. Yeah. So yeah, it's wow. it's that's a good awesome. one. Ian, thanks a ton for joining us. And um, you know, this is sort of an unlikely pairing of the Beatles and Fugazi, but I I love that we could come together and and sort of have this this shared background and 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 passion about these bands. But um, uh, let us listeners know uh, what you're up to. How do they how do they listen to your show? Yeah, I really have nothing to plug other than the podcast. Um, I, I don't really have an active Twitter presence at all. But yeah, if you just want to search for The Alphabetical Fugazi, um, it should be available on all the podcast services. Um, I have I also have a Facebook group, The Alphabetical Fugazi, where people can, you know, I invite people to sort of pitch in if they have comments about a, an upcoming episode so I can sort of include their commentary in there. Um, 
I, jo- I joined today, actually. I, jo- I joined your oh, Facebook awesome. group today. Yeah, Awesome. Did I, I accepted you? I didn't reject you? Just there were like some weird questions about, like, you know, uh, my history, like, <laughs> felonies, things like that. But yeah. I'm in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Please follow along. Yeah, if, if you like what we're up to, like, we are immensely passionate about this band Fugazi and we, we haven't yeah. talked about it until this episode, but I can't um, recommend them the, the band enough. Exactly. And if you're looking for a, an avenue into that band, um, th- there are two pieces I would recommend. And that is number one, the documentary instrument, which is going to give you an idea of what they were about without telling you necessarily the story of the band somehow, but, but really show you what they were about. And the, the second thing I would recommend is, is Ian's podcast, the alphabetical Fugazi yes. to talk about the songs. He He's diving into them deep and he's talking about them with really important people to that scene. Like that, like unbelievable people that in the 1990s, I was like, wondering who they were like in pre-internet days and uh you have really answered a lot of questions and solved a lot of mysteries for me and i, ca- I can't thank you enough for that that's Ian, really thanks kind so much for saying, guys thank you yeah it's awesome. it's my pr- my pleasure it's uh it's really fun to talk with you guys and uh, uh i'm sure we'll we'll get into it when you guys appear on my podcast but you guys are such a fun bunch. I love your podcast because, like, not only you know upfront it, it seems like it's just sort of a lot of bantering and jokes, but you guys really do go deep in a way that I appreciate, and you and you respect the music and really talk about it. So I, I love that you guys, you guys sort of like do what I do, but add an, a different dimension to it. So I respect you guys a lot. Thanks. Man. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Adios, guys. It's been Bye. real. Good night. Man. We got a uh, we got a voicemail um, while we were talking to uh, Ian. Get play out. It. Hello, this is Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney, calling to say congratulations on being number sixteen in Malaysia. Best wishes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Sir Paul McCartney. Do you know who it is? I know who it is. Is it Colin? (laughs) One more guess. Is it Scott? (laughs) (laughs) It's Paul. It's Paul. Paul. (laughs) Yeah, I hear it now. I hear it now. That's our friend Paul. Because my phone rings, so I see... I just have it set up here. It has to have a real phone number. So I saw Paul was calling me. I'm like, there's no reason Paul is calling me right now. So. <laughs> he told me he wanted to call into the show and I was like, I don't think it's the thing where you like we pick up, but yeah. Yeah, so okay. All right, here's the, here's the deal. We have a very important list, guys. We have a list of the best Beatles songs ever. Do you know this? We it's the best Beatles songs of all time. Um currently sitting at number 1 on that list is Happiness is a Warm Gun. Currently sitting at number 5 is Fool on the Hill. Currently sitting at number 10, Nowhere Man. Currently sitting at number 15, Free as a Bird. Currently sitting at number 20. The last song on the list is A Taste of Honey. A taste of honey. Those are just some highlights from the list, and I'm going to throw out a, a, an initial bid here. Usually, I like yep. to go with the, um, the 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 artist we're talking about. This is John Lennon tune. Uh, guys, I'm so tired. 
I don't know how to describe in words how great I think this song is. I do think it's better than Day Tripper. Let me look at the list here. Hold on. Because the world I think this song is great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's better than Day Tripper. I think it's absolutely better than Day Tripper. I actually okay. think this tune is... Do you is have a further than, opening bit? Or do you is, is it better than Because? I think it is. I think it's better than because, and I think, I think it because is. is incredible. But I do think it's better than because. Okay, so now we're getting. I think into it's better top... than Fool on the Hill. Well, you, we're already past that with yeah. because. <laughs> we are already. No, past no, that. but I still think it's better than Fool on the Hill. So. <laughs> all right, just, all right. just to make so it you don't, we're, we're you talking... don't dismiss what you don't dismiss my sentiment. All right, I, I, say I that, do think yeah. we're, we are broaching top three territory. With, I do declare. I'm so tired. <laughs> is yeah. this so, song better than? The what was for a long time the top pick of Blotto Beatles, oh a great God. song in I, all I our opinions. We had to get here. Long, 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 the George Harrison song. I think I'm so tired is better than. I do too. I'm I'm so tired is better than long, long, long. Okay, I'm this sorry. is an R. emotional. R. This is an emotional discussion right now. We had a great episode a couple episodes ago with our our good friend Tucker. This was a uh, a big ep for all of us. Oh, and I want to try life, and yeah. take, I want, I want to try and take maybe, I don't know if I do want to take that discussion out of the conversation because what we're talking about with the Beatles is all about our, our personal experiences. Yeah, we and, should, and kind we of, should be rating this in the moment with our we get uh, on the road. emotional capacity, so you know, right now. Is I'm so tired better than in my life. I'm, I'm going to say guys. I believe I'm so tired is better than in my life personally. Shit. If I'm alone in that, if I'm alone in that discussion, that's okay because I get the, I get the weight of it. I get the the angel and the devil piece uh, on our shoulders of this, and I I could probably easily say in my life it's a better song than I'm so tired Damn, right now in the moment. I could I'm really be swayed. I could really be swayed on it because I love both of these tunes and I actually, I don't want two white album tunes. Like at the top of our list, you know, I don't want to just be like, Oh, we're like an old Beatles thing or, or later period Beatles. And in my life has such a, I mean, such an amazing thing. And, and clearly the story that the Tucker shared with us impacts me. Um, yes, 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 yes. Damn, That's hard for me. That's the hardest Scotty, part of it. Honestly, Scotty, see where, where are you at emotionally, physically, metaphysically? Well, I mean these top these top two here that we're that we're debating. Um, I know we're in my life. Happiness is a warm gun, and now we're talking about um, I'm so tired. Are all? I mean, I don't even know that there are three better Beatles songs in these three. Right? I know this is tough. And this is tough because we're 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 barely yeah, we're legal right splitting. now. We just we just turned twenty one. <laughs> we're we're fucking twenty one. We're drunk as fuck. <laughs> and 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 it's our it's our twenty first birthday as a podcast. Yeah. And we're trying to decide between maybe the best three Beatles songs that I can think of currently. I know. Ooh. So where it's, does that leave I, us, I, guys? I, I, <laughs> all right. I'm putting my flag that I'm so tired is three. If we're saying these are our three favorite Beatles tunes to date, I'm saying I think the ranking is happiness in my life, 
I'm so tired. Is that it's just see, because... Uh, wait, hold on. Is that just because you threw out a text on our group message recently <laughs> that said, I had a dream that you guys voted this song better than Happiness is a Warm Gun. And I was very I, w- I mean, well, I was well, I was a little worried that this song would usurp Happiness is a Warm Gun because it doesn't have a little... It has a lot of the same sentiment. It doesn't maybe have the same sort of pomp and circumstance that I really like about uh, Happiness. And so I could see some people as being a bit more of a purist putting this ahead of happiness. And Tommy, so if you're if you're I all was alone, where would you? I was it? running some interference. Uh, you, you want? Uh, I want right to know now, we... right now in the moment. Okay, nine uh, nine forty two p.m. On, on this date, guys. This is my number one Beatles song right now. Okay, that's what I want to know. I want to know the truth. Oh my God, Judas. Judas. Judas, you think this oh. is better than happiness? I'll be outvoted on it, and I might disagree with myself tomorrow. Uh, wow, I, I, I think okay. this should. Uh, this all right, all right, this all is right. potentially on, your on. number I one. This is I didn't potential. realize I was in like a point of weakness, and and here's my negotiation. Here's my negotiation. The Ukraine I, is strong. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not willing to give up happiness on this episode. I, I'm really not. I am willing to give you uh, the second position on this tune. But Gotta I want see Scotty's, where you feel. Scotty's blessing. I'm willing to say that we as a podcast right I now think want it one happiness, or, here's my, I'm so tired, and in my life, I'm willing to go as top three right Here's now. my weird problem is I'm like kind of either one or three. Like For whatever reason, I'm not feeling two. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, but the, that, that doesn't make Scotty, any sense. You, and what you, do you, love, you love ranking things. Oh, my God. This is my thing. Like I, I have to I have to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I have to pick favorites. I have to rank things in order, and I can't. I can't yeah, yeah. not have that in my life. You have two kids. You're always ranking them. Yeah, it's like which one is 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 inspiring me this week or. <laughs> or <laughs> um. So let's see. Basically, right now, what we're talking about is this going in the one, the two, or the three position. Right? Oh yeah, I know where we're at, Tommy. I'm not. I'm not that. <laughs> not, not that far. You don't an executive produce an executive producer. <laughs> I'm just trying to help a friend. Just trying to help a friend. All right. So, in my life, there's so much emotion in my life, and that yeah, I'm, I'm I'm having a hard gonna, time. Yeah, I'm gonna put it three. If you're gonna ask me, just just singing right. that line. In my life, I love you more. Like, I can't. You know what, guys? I, I respect the decision, and I'm glad we had the conversation. So where are we going? We go? We're going... This is currently number three. I'm so right. tired. I back it. Yeah, I, yeah. I do too. I, I, You know, I had to make a call in the moment on what I thought, and it was an emotional decision, yeah. and... I'm happy. You don't have to take back any sentiment. No, I'm not taking it back. I'm happy with what I said, but I, I also in the moment felt like I I could go either way on it. And you know, we have right now, guys, is a top three John that's going to be hard to break. That's what I mean. Yeah, this is a John. That is a solid. That's a solid. We have John Wall here, like (laughs) Mr. Lennon. Take down that wall. Because right now, at number one, we got happiness is a warm gun. That's a John tune. We got. In my life from Rubber Soul, that's a John tune. And then number three right now, we got I'm So Tired from the White Album. That's a John tune. And then just like hanging out at the bottom of the wall as a soldier. 
We got long, hung long that George Harrison song from the <laughs> yeah, White that Album. George, that we all who, love so who, much. Who would have thought? Right? This so, I, I yeah. feel good about this. Yeah, and then but, wait, and now we have Paul at uh Yeah, then we got Paul with Fool on the Hill, Magical Mystery. Yeah, I, Phil mean, the Hill. I, I feel like Paul, I, I Paul has some killer songs that we still have yet to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we, we oh, still we got a long long, 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 long way, to yeah. way to go. And you so. know, the White Album's an incredible album and they're holding, you know, three out of the top four and um that's just the way it goes. That's the truth of the world. I mean, the White yeah. Album's incredible. We haven't even talked about everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. So. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh, wait, our theme song tune? You're going to have to battle me on that Shh, one. Tommy. I'm not supposed to say that out loud? I don't know. We're going to get busted. <laughs> you think the feds are on us? They got bigger <laughs> things to worry about right now. There are people storming the Capitol, man. Oh, hey, but guys, I th- I think we just completed it. An episode of Bottle Beetles, number 21. Let's cheers to our 21st birthday of Bottle Beetles. Hey, guys, that was fantastic. You know what? I think when someone says, when someone puts their arms up in the air, I think of Abe Lincoln. You wave them like you just don't care. No, I think of (laughs) Abe Lincoln. (laughs) I do. I do like to do that, too. But I wave them. I put them up like Abe Lincoln and Bill and Ted's. And party on, dude. Yeah. I'm more of a so crates guy, but Party. that was Blotto Beetles. <laughs> we did hit the magical mystery word this evening, right, Scotty? That was the word bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, was a bed well for played, scraping well with our friend from oh, the also, Fugazi yeah, episode. Yeah, the Fugazi Ian. That's great. Yeah. You know what? Thank you, you know, Ian. I was gonna I was gonna pick sleep, but I um, I thought that that was that was an actual lyric in the song, and I don't really like to do that. Yeah. So uh, I've there, there is a craft like- to what you're doing. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm intense and intricate, and there's so much layers to me. I'm like a Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I I say that all the time. So I'm yeah, <laughs> Scotty's a real Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have never uh, seen the Shrek films, so I don't know. Are they like um, Indiana? He's got Jones? layers like an onion. That's all. Yeah. So, friends, uh, this, this podcast, Blotto Beatles, was produced, edited, composed, magically assembled in the virtual Abbey Road by the George Martin of New England. New England. Yep. From your <laughs> friend and mine, uh, Scotty C. Thank you so much. There was additional musical supervision uh, from our good friend R.B. Just moved to Vermont, but that B still stands for Beatles because there's not a B The R stands for Vermont, which makes it kind of uh, awkward. That's but, weird, uh, yeah. It's not Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friends, Ryan, we are Ryan we are on Vermont. the socials. You can hit us up at Blotto Beatles. Uh, that's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. Um Guys, really importantly, you, you can find us on BottleBeatles.com. Um, guys, though, this show, as you know, as I know, is performed by absolute friggin' professionals. Yeah. So well, it, it, do, it, not, do not try this at home. Yeah, no don't way. try this at home. I mean, I encourage you to drink along and do the Magical Mystery Shots. But other than that, do not try this at home. Yeah, enjoy yeah. Bottle Beatles responsibly. Do it at home like we are. Um, I'm putting my head in a pillow very soon after this. Maybe there might be like a quick burrito interval between this recording and the pillow, but it's going to happen. You're going to get into a bed? I'm going to get into a bed real soon. (laughs)
Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, we got to do that. <laughs> That's what happened. Look at Tommy. I sleep in a bed, yeah, and we know he mostly sleeps on the sofa. <laughs> I'm so tired. All right. <laughs> so that was two magical mystery words for this episode. This... No, that was three. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Might have been. So, uh, yeah, friends, just don't forget, like, like, subscribe, rate us on your favorite podcatcher of choice. And as we have said, historically, the, the most important thing is just tell a friend that you like yeah. Blotto Beatles. And with that, my, my friends, we're going to get into some karaoke, but I don't want to let the audience go without letting them know our feelings about them. And those feelings are love peace and peace. And love. What? Peace. No, no, you got it backwards that time. <laughs> peace and love. Peace and love. And I'm feeling so upset. Although I'm so tired. I have another cigarette. And Cursor Walter Riley. Oh, he was such a stupid bitch. Oh, no, no. You'd say. I'm putting you on, but it's no joke. It's doing me harm, you know. I can't sleep. I can't stop my brain, you know. It's three weeks. I'm going insane, you know. I'll give you everything I've got for a little peace of mind. I'll give you everything I've got for a little peace of mind.